Hey everyone, this is Jason Shepard, and you're listening to the Instrument Pilot Podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. What is the secret to figuring out holding pattern entries? Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here of M0A.com, and you are listening to the Instrument Pilot podcast brought to you by our number one rated online ground school by now you have already seen gosh the the learning management system launch the 50 hours of new content new private new instrument courses new private instrument boot camps as well new remote pilot initial recurrent course the perceptual learning modules which i hope you really really take liking to they're gonna be a great benefit to you if you haven't already rsvp'd msurarsvp.com be one of the first ones in the new course when it launches early q4 is the game plan with that so you can be watching just very very excited um, for all of that msura nation ifr podcast listeners uh, first off i hope you're listening to all our podcasts and thank you for making these the largest podcasts out there on itunes the private pilot podcast the instrument pilot podcast the commercial pilot podcast and the cfi certificated flight instructor podcast it is just it's a blessing to, uh, to be a part of this. It's a blessing just to do uh, aviation with you all in aviation safety. You are listening to this because, well, you want to be that safer, smarter pilot. You said, hey, a good pilot is always learning. is isn't just a catchy slogan. It's something to live by. So I applaud you on that. It's absolutely outstanding. I want to take just a little bit of your time. And again, there's only so much I can cover holds via a podcast, right? It holds are such a visual thing, but I just want to get your mind thinking more about holds so we get a better understanding of that. So let's talk if we can for a minute about holds. So we know we have three types of holding pattern entries. What are they? They are the direct entry, the teardrop entry, and the parallel entry. And each entry is based on essentially where are we geographically in reference to our hold. Is our hold standard? Is it left turns? Is it right turns? Is what I mean by that. Is our hold for time or is our hold for distance as well? What are the winds doing? There's a lot of little factors that play into this. But at the end of the day, it's where are we in relation to our hold. And the real truth to this matter, and any controller will tell you this. In fact, um, maybe you listen to the Captain Joel and Controller Bob show. Um, Controller Bob is a very, very good friend of mine. He will tell you he is an instrument pilot now working on his commercial. And I just applaud. Anytime a controller becomes a pilot, I absolutely just love it. Because they really get it inside and out, don't they? Um, Controller Bob, we were once talking. I said, Controller Bob. Does a controller really care about my holding pattern entry? And he said, Jason, if I walked through Tracon where he works, and it's a huge dark room, as you can imagine. If I walk through Tracon and I went, you know, booth by booth, station by station to all my, my coworkers and asked them the three holding pattern entries that we just mentioned, direct, teardrop, and parallel. He said, Jason, I bet of the 10 stations that are there, not including himself, I bet two of them could tell me the three types of holding pattern entries. And that's not a knock on his coworkers, he went on to say. That's not a knock on any controllers for that matter. Controllers have just one objective in mind when it comes to a hold. Can this airplane stay on what's called the protected side of the hold? 
You see, when the FAA publishes a hold, and there's lots of published holds, especially in our instrument approach environment, when the FAA publishes a hold, they have done the research for obstacles and terrain and everything else that in their mind, there is a protected side to the hold. That if you stay on that side, that if you generally follow the rules and stay on that side, you're not going to hit anything in the sky, right? That is generally what, what a hold means to a controller. Now, whether you choose a teardrop or a parallel to get into there, they're not going to care a whole lot. All they care is that you stay on the protected side. That's what they really care about because that means you're not going to hit anything in the sky and they're not going to have any paperwork to fill out, right? I say that somewhat jokingly. But a controller doesn't care about the type of hold and holding entry you choose to make. But your instructor does. Jason does. And your checkride examiner for sure is going to care that you know how. Now, let me give you another real world tip here. I talked about this a few episodes ago on in-flight coffee. Uh, in-flight coffee is a show I do every Saturday morning. Uh, well, it's not morning, really. It's Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern time. For my California folks, it's morning. For East Coasters like me, it's, it's 1 p.m. So Saturdays at 1 p.m., I make a cup of coffee, sit at my kitchen table, uh, and literally just talk aviation with you all. And we were talking about this topic of holds, and I was sharing that I have, um, to my knowledge, in general aviation, never been asked to do a hold. I've requested a lot of holds, but I have never actually been told, hey, two, three, Mike Zulu, you need to hold. Never, like been put in a hold. I've been given some vectors for time. I've been given vectors for disabled aircraft, but never actually thrown into just this perpetual hold forever. If I haven't asked for it, I've asked for plenty of holds and been given them um, with that, but never actually been told I need to hold. I've had, I've held for weather, but it was my choice. I'm not, I'm, the, the weather's going to get better here. Could you put me in a hold? I asked for the hold, but I've never been told by ATC to the Mike Zulu, you need to hold. Very, very rarely does that happen. And honestly, most of the time, these holds, if there's not a published hold, you end up requesting an unpublished hold. And geez, I've been I've requested unpublished holds that I told ATC I'm going to hold north of the Ocala VOR on this particular radial. And half the time, Jack's approach just says to me, uh, report established. They're like, they can't even visualize the hold. I'm telling them, just report established. We'll, we'll be okay and we'll figure this thing out. You see, holds certainly have their place. Uh, when it comes to the check ride, when it comes to our lessons, I totally understand it. But I'm here to tell you that in the real world, holds don't happen a whole lot, which actually is even more reinforcement of the need to practice them. Because we don't get a lot of, since we don't get the real world applicability of it all the time, the one time you get a hold, I don't need you scrambling and wondering what kind of entry am I going to make? How do I even do a hold? Are holds left or right turns? I can't remember. Are holds, you know, is this time or distance? Like I don't need you scrambling to try to figure everything out. I need you to have a strong understanding of holds from the start. And that's why I wanted to just take a few minutes of your time with this podcast to really um, sit down and discuss and, and dive deeper into holds 
So you know what they mean at a real world level. And obviously, I can't get into all the if you're if this is the setup, you're going to make a parallel entry or direct entry or you know whatever it is, teardrop entry. What I typically do, and I'll, I'll wrap with this. I told you this will be a very quick podcast here. I teach the heading indicator method to visualize my holds. I have a, very, a, a video, it's an old video now, but still a very popular video and I've, I've done remakes of it called Holding Pattern Entries Made Easy. And you can find, though, find that on YouTube and maybe on Facebook as well with a little bit of digging or a quick search as well. Um, and perhaps a friend has shared it. I would love if you would share it for us as well uh, and comment on it. But it shows my heading indicator method, which basically says to assume that my VOR, my fix, is right in the middle of my heading indicator. And I can then draw my racetrack pattern, right turns or left turns, whatever I end up doing, standard or non-standard holds there. And I can visualize and see how that hold looks and see how I'm approaching that hold using the flat heading indicator or HSI or whatever it is to see that and see where that hold lives in space to know this is a direct entry, this is a teardrop entry, this is a parallel entry, and I can work through to see those sort of things. That video is called Holding Pattern Entries Made Easy. I'd encourage you to get out there and find that. So again, just to recap, Holds, uh, from a controller's perspective, they want you on the protected side. Holds for Jason, holds for your CFI, holds for the checkride examiner, they're gonna wanna see the correct entries. There's a balance between the two. I still need you to know them forwards and backwards. Don't brush them off just because I said, oh, they don't happen a whole lot in the real world. While that's true, if you ever step into the 121, the 135, even just part 91 for higher type stuff, um, flying around for uh, actually Tom, who helps edit these podcasts, flies a, um, a Lear 55, I believe it is. And he just flies that around for a, a few friends who got together and utilize this Lear 55 for such purposes, right? He's not 135, he's just part 91 flying for some owners, essentially. And I guarantee Tom has been put in some holds before because he's going in and out of some difficult airports, some challenging weathers. When, weather, when you step up to that level of flying, you'll be put in holds more often than when you're just flying two, three Mike Zulu around like I am. So take my comments for what they're worth as well and where you want to go in aviation because as a career aviator, you'll be putting a lot of holds. And I'm a career aviator, I'm just a career instructor. So it's a little bit different from my perspective of where I'm coming from. So take that for what it's worth as well. But M0 Nation, I just want to thank you. There's a lot of things you could be doing right now and you're choosing to either watch this podcast on YouTube or Facebook, listen to it on iTunes. Thank you for making this literally one of the top podcasts, top aviation podcasts on iTunes. Uh, thank you for your, your shares on YouTube and Facebook. It is the lifeblood of what we do. If there's someone else who needs to hear this today, please consider sharing that with them. If you just have friends who are in the business of pursuing mastery as well, well, first off, uh, invite them in uh, to our culture. Invite them into the m 0 Nation Facebook group as well if you're not already in there. What an amazing culture it is. Just such a culture of safety, a culture of encouragement, a culture of congratulations, a culture of a group of individuals who are pursuing mastery. We're approaching 3,000 members in that group now. I'd imagine by the time you're listening to this, we've probably already crossed that number. Head over to Facebook. Just search M0A Nation. I'm telling you, there's no spam. Um, there is only just a dedicated group of aviators in the business of pursuing mastery. And if that's you, 
I want you there. So request to join in there. There's obviously no charge to it. We want you in there. It's just a great place to find the mentorship, perhaps, that you've been craving, you've been after in aviation. Maybe you just need some direction. Myself and the entire team are in there, and, and there's an amazing uh, volunteer base in there as well that's just here to guide you and hold your hand on this amazing journey that you've chosen to partake on. So M Zero Nation, thank you. If there is anything we can do at all, please don't hesitate to reach out. We are here to serve you all. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and most importantly, remember that a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you.